you're listening to Dangerous to Go Alone, I'm your host, Jay Ray, and I have several piercings. And I'm Amanda, and I have a dog named Bonnie. Uh, we are your weekly podcast for geek and nerd culture chit-chat, and this week we have a topic right off the bat. It's the Ghostbusters movie. It's got to be talked about. It's got to be talked about. Um, do you have thoughts? Generally? Just generally, before we jump in. Well, I, I feel like, you know, it's good to note where both of us are coming from as as fans of the film. Right. So I will say that I saw the film when I was a kid. I one of them, I imagine. Then. The first one. Right. Only the first one. Okay. I liked it. Yep. Didn't dislike it, but I probably only watched it a couple times. I wasn't like a huge, crazy Ghostbusters fan. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it since. I'd really like to rewatch it before the new one comes out next mm-hmm. month, I think. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's where I'm coming from on the Ghostbusters. Front. So, so you don't have like a, a a legacy of Ghostbuster fandom under your belt that's helping you see the new movie in any type of certain light, right? You're I coming can't in even pretty fresh. I can't even name one of the characters in that movie in terms of the character names. Peter Venkman didn't know. At the very least, it's a Thirty Rock joke. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Personally, I was a fan of the two. One of the so. We were talking about it this morning, but people tend to like one of a series of movies, whether it be the first one because it was the original or the second one because it was able to expound on the first one in a better way. I personally like Ghostbusters 2 more because mm. uh, it feels bigger, but I think that's an unpopular opinion. That sounds like an unpopular <clears throat> opinion. Yeah. Ghostbusters 2 had uh, a demonic sludge that was underneath New York City causing New Yorkers to be angry at each other. In oh. a way that I guess was uncharacteristic of, of New Yorkers. Yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so that one I was a fan of. Uh, and then a couple years ago, uh, a couple friends of mine and myself tried to do a Ghostbuster tribute type movie. Yeah, like a rated R comedy that was set in a Ghostbuster-like world, where a ragtag group of nobodies tried to hunt ghosts. So that makes it sound like I'm a bigger fan of the series than I am. I like it a lot. I mean, you have a Funko Pop. I do. Yeah. I do. Um, of e- Peter Venkman? Egon. Egon. Who is uh, Harold Ramis's character. Gotcha. Uh, and who Kate McKinnon in the new one is the equivalent of. I see. You could tell because of her hair. Gotcha. The, the crazy up. <laughs> she yeah. looks exactly like Harold <clears throat> Ramis. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically twins. <laughs> I can't tell them apart. No. No, no one can. <clears throat> um, so... There's a lot of internet buzz in the negative about the new Ghostbusters flick. That's true. And uh, so we wanted to kind of touch on that. I mean, generally, too, this will kind of be an overall sweeping generalization of how we feel about reboots and remakes. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of crossover between these types of topics. Sure. But in terms of specifically Ghostbusters, what do you think? I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Why? Uh, because I uh, like... Why can't I think of his name? Paul Feig. Yep. I like his movies. Yeah. <laughs> As a general rule of thumb, <clears throat> though unpopular opinion, I hate the film Bridesmaids. Yeah. But I liked The Heat. I liked Spy. That was him, right? Yep. Uh, there's another movie of his that I like. What is it? I forget, but he's... I forget. There's another one. Anyway. So... I have respect for that man. Yeah, Yeah, director loyalty. I I mean, I think those women are funny women. Mm -hmm. I like 
Uh, I don't know Leslie Jones. Is that her name? Yeah. I don't know her work that much. The other three I like, though. Yeah. I like their stuff. That's where I'm at. And, um, I mean, from the trailer, it looks good. Yeah. It's cool. looks fun. I mean, so, so I'll say, too, I feel similar. I am excited for it. I like the Ghostbusters as a premise. So the fact that a new Ghostbusters film will be coming out is what's exciting to me off the bat. I understand that the four dudes who made up the first one were like iconically attached to it, right? But especially being so far away from the original series, uh, it doesn't seem like they are the ones who have to be the Ghostbusters, right? Um, and admittedly, the first trailer for this flick didn't look so good because it attached it too much to the original series. It's like 30 years ago. Ghosts were fucking up your day. <laughs> Whatever it was, right? And, uh, and then it cut into the 2016 footage of the flick. Right. And it made it feel like it was a lot more attached than it really is. Because realistically, this is the first time Ghostbusters ever existed in this film's universe. So we think. Do we know that? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm like... I don't know that I'm like all. 97% sure. Because the other guys make an appearance. And I think that we should talk about... Um, Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. That was really interesting. Well, they do make an appearance, but they don't... I'm pretty sure they're not their characters. Not as themselves, okay. Or as their characters. Ernie Hudson, who played something with a W. Oh, man. Um, You don't know the name of the Ghostbusters either. Winston. 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 (laughs) Well, and look, this sounds super racist. Okay. But Winston was... The black guy. No. (laughs) But he was, like, not the one necessarily pushing stuff forward. I mean, so, okay, there's a lot of things. a lesser important character, is is your claim? In terms of the inception of the Ghostbusters. Sure. So, we're going to get into a lot of stuff, obviously. Because Ghostbusters, the 2016 version, has, like, so many things that people are talking about. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to jump all around the topic of it. But let's, so let's go with that idea, right? Um, Winston was not one of the original three Ghostbusters, Okay. The other three were professors who researched ghosts. I see. <clears throat> um, and Winston, damn it, this doesn't have a description of his character, but he was much like Leslie Jones, like yeah, the she person works for from the MTA, New York. I think, yeah, right? yeah. Um, so I, I think, see. Yeah, I think like similarly, they both were there during one ghost busting and saw it, and were like, "Well, this seems like some good stuff to get into. I want to help you guys." Um, well, I, I, can I just yeah. pause to say that I am glad we are just as racist now as we were 30 years ago. As we have been, right. So we're, we're doing super, guys. <clears throat> yeah. Super. Well, I mean, so so it's hard. This is where I'm going to get in trouble. Because I'm going to say things about how people wanted this to go. And it didn't go that way. So your argument usually is why not make it progressive? Right, and my argument was like, oh, because that wasn't like in their mindset. Sure. So this sounds confusing until I say what I'm about to say. Okay. So all of these, uh, all these folks, except for Ernie Hudson, were like Saturday Night Live alum. Right. Um, So originally, they wanted Eddie Murphy to play this role. Oh, okay. And he turned it down. Um, He did fine. He didn't need that Ghostbusters money. No. Well, that's exactly right. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, Jim Belushi. Mm-hmm. was a friend of theirs and he had passed away before the filming of this movie okay so Slimer is supposed to be like Jim Belushi oh. right 
Um, John Candy was yep. supposed to play the Rick Moranis character, but Rick Moranis did a great job. Yeah, Rick Moranis yeah. was great. Um, <clears throat> so it was going to be like a big Saturday Night Live slash that comedy group thing. Yeah, they're Actually, buddies. I bet you it's probably closer tied to whatever improv group they all came from before Saturday Night Live, really. Yeah. Like Second City or something like that. Sure. Um, anyways, so I say all this because I think that Eddie Murphy in mind for this Winston character... And then Eddie Murphy said no, and they're like, "Well, we need another black guy." And they got Ernie Hudson, who gotcha. is who is pretty. I like Ernie Hudson. Yeah, no, and he's he's a good everyman compared he to is. the other three of those people, which is what Leslie Jones' argument is for her character not being a scientist either. She's like, "Why can't a normal person be a Ghostbuster?" Right. But the problem is, why does the normal person have to be the black person? Right. <laughs> no, it's totally true. I do think there should be one character, like. Ernie Hudson and like Leslie Jones who fills that role because obviously street smarts or whatever she's going to bring to the table is important and it's obviously something that the other three are lacking. Right. Right. And same with Ernie Hudson I imagine. Yeah. My memory is not so good. Um, But yeah. I mean it's just tough to be like yeah this person who knows New York. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's and they're not smart and that's the point like is the black person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's fine. Well, and that's the thing, too, right? Because it's not that they're not smart. Mm-mm. They're just not the scientists. Right. They're not book smart. They're street smart. Yeah, but, I mean, they're smart in their own way, though. It's not like they couldn't act. Well, we don't know that or about spell. Leslie Jones' characters. Well, that's true, yet. too. But I'm just saying, I feel like this person probably has a regular... Intelligence. Positive sure. education. Right. They're not yeah. just some street hoodlum. Right, right, right. Good right. point. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because street smarts could be derogatory. Yeah. Right. Right. Um... Okay, so that's that's a hard choice. One that we'll see if it plays out in the film, if it wasn't a great decision or not. Sure. But that is a negative. But that being said... But also, like, let's also say there's a positive because the other option would have been... I mean, you could have made her a scientist, of course, but the other real option would be no black people in this movie. And that's definitely a worse choice, I think. Right. That's where I stand. So I'm glad she's there. And so we're And we're talking about this... On the side, like, we totally skipped over the fact that a lot of people hate the idea of this movie. We've dived right into the middle of the we have. movie. We have. talking Let's about the debates between, right? <laughs> Let's go back. Well, almost. Real quick. Okay. Only because we're on it. There was critique that this movie didn't show enough diversity in the Ghostbusters. Because Leslie Jones is the only character of color. And why is there not a Chinese Ghostbuster? Oh, sure. So how do you feel about that? I mean, I think it'd be great if there was a Chinese Ghostbuster... Um, I mean, this is, this is like a hard question, right? If there are other women on Saturday Night Live, since that's what they also did for this movie, who are racially diverse, who could have been in this movie, like, who are they? Right. Like, I, I mean, I don't watch Saturday Night Live anymore, so I'm not the right person to ask. So I don't know if there's anybody else in that cast. Right. Is, um... Well, there's that Cecilia Strong or something like oh, that. Yeah. She seems kind of Latina, maybe. Maya Rudolph's not on anymore, right? No, but neither is Kristen Wiig. So oh, they could good have point. Her it could on. have been an old person, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I feel like it's splitting hairs. It kind of becomes this thing where, like, the movie's doing something that's kind of positive, having, like, an all-female cast in a popular franchise. Yeah. So people are like, okay, now what? I mean, anything could always be better, but right. let's face it. Paul Feig was going to hire Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. Right. Period, end of statement. I mean, we're lucky Sandra Bullock's not in that movie. Period, end of statement on those two. And I'm glad Kate McKinnon's there because lesbian. 
Yeah. So, like, that's another kind of diversity. Right. I understand that she's not Chinese. She's right. a very beautiful white lady. But at least she's gay. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's and true. That's a good point. It, and that's all I'm saying. Like, definitely Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy were going to be there. They're friends with Paul, Paul Feig. So that's, you know, well, if it, they were a given, then yeah. we only have one more to mess around with. Right. Well, and the request for diversity is like a fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, well, where are your one-armed people? You know? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, where are your vegetarians? Yeah, right. And then right. you need everybody there. So right? it gets really tricky. This, I mean, the way they wrote it, there were only four people in it. So. Yeah. It, it's hard. I, well, and you know where I, I stand on this, too. But, it, you know, it's like Paul Feig is doing something good. He's trying to do something good better than, you know, fucking... Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Right. So, like, let's not pick on Paul Feig. Let's continue to pick on Michael Bay instead. Because yeah. right. he deserves it. I'm with you. That's just where I stand. So I don't want to attack the guy that's trying. Yeah. No. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Uh, so now we rewind. Though I will say, wait, as a follow-up, just one last thing. Yeah. I don't want to attack the guy who's trying, but I think it is fair to To hold him accountable. To hold him accountable and to have a legitimate criticism presented in a legitimate way. Like I hope when Ghostbusters 2016 2 comes out. Sure. They add another diverse. That would be great. Sure. Rewind? Yep, let's rewind. Bring it back. So this movie was announced. Bring it back now, (laughs) y'all. Sorry, I just did a little dance in the studio, guys. <clears throat> uh, when she says studio... I mean my kitchen. We are in between a microwave. Nope, that's a refrigerator. Uh, that is a refrigerator. That's a microwave. Correct. And a clock. Oh, uh, yeah. Can you hear the clock? They'll hear it. They'll hear it. But that's okay, because then they'll know we when I... We can move the I, clock. No, it's fine. I thought about it, and I was like, that seems excessive. Sorry. Um, so this movie was announced, and people were up in arms from the perspective... So I say fanboy all the time. I mean it both positively and negatively. Generally, yep. I think it's supposed to be negative, but I think there could be positive fanboys out there. I agree. So negative fanboys came up and they're like, well, this is ridiculous. So there was a lot of drama about a Ghostbusters sequel anyways. Um, a lot of people wanted a three. And Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd were actively working on a third Ghostbusters movie for a long time. Um Ivan Rittman, who directed the original two, uh, he was attached for a long time. I think maybe he's an executive producer on this one. Um, but they were really trying. And the big problem back in the day was that Bill Murray didn't want to do it. Fuck Bill Murray. And Bill Murray's got this like weird internet presence where people think of him as like this like godlike, omniscient. Like the dude shows up at a party in Brooklyn for a bunch of college kids and right. he takes a couple of pictures and then he fucking poof Batman's out sure. <laughs> and he's gone right it's weird because I think he seems like a real dick I think he is yeah I think yeah. he's a real dick which is fine <laughs> which it is fine there's nothing wrong with that doesn't yeah, no have to be a nice guy but it's yeah. sort of funny if people have a like I don't know angelic right. amazing sort of view of him because yeah. I think he's an asshole yeah. and I think that's half the point right of Bill right. Murray <laughs> yeah. um, anyway but... sorry Bill Murray if you're listening <laughs> but so he didn't want to do it and the actual sequel wasn't getting any traction Mm. then harold ramus passed away and that became obviously it's like well now what are they gonna do right um and then the the talk about the reboot was also happening you know there was talk of like the younger cast maybe coming on with the help of one of the older guys okay so there was like a paul rudd seth rogan james franco you know version of that movie i see that was in talks too and then the All Lady one came up. And this was announced a while ago when All Lady things were being announced all the time. Uh, like there was an All Lady Expendables that's being worked on. Right. Which is like Lady Action Heroes. Um, 
you know, they've always talked about All Ladies Ocean's Eleven, which yeah. is now being worked on. Right. So that was being talked about back then, and nobody really paid it mind. But they're like, Bill Murray doesn't want to do it. Who fucking cares? These fanboys, yes. you mean. The bad ones. The bad internet fanboys. And then they started doing it. And, yeah, just before anything, they're just like, this is ridiculous. Like, Bill Murray doesn't want to do it. Harold Ramis is dead. Ghostbusters is over. You know, man? Right. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> You know, and I feel like it's just been the biggest negative reaction to a reboot or remake compared to any other reboot or remake in a long while. That's very true. Um, we didn't have the same reaction with Jurassic World last no. year. No. I mean, some people were like, no. Yeah. But a lot of people, and we were really Most confused. Most people were like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, why? Yeah, I was also like, why? <laughs> and it was fine. It was a fine movie. It was fine. Yeah, I had a good time. Um, yeah, it's probably top three out of the four. Because you never saw Jurassic Park 3. I never saw Jurassic Park 3. That's yeah. true. Um, and I barely remember it. So that's how, you know. Yeah, that... I liked Lost World and I liked the original, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, you know, you know, people were generally excited for Star Wars. Um, you know, there, there's always been kind of a backlash against the Star Trek flicks, the current ones. Mm-hmm. But nothing like what's been happening with Ghostbusters. Totally. And we're not getting that backlash either with Independence Day, which is coming out. Which we should. At the same time. That movie looks terrible. That movie does look fucking terrible, internet. And also, on behalf of Mae Whitman, fuck that movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One, Will Smith doesn't want to do it, so that should be an indicator there. But then, yeah, Mae Whitman, who is the age-appropriate... Totally age-appropriate. ...to be the president's daughter, yeah, got recast by some hot bitch. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Mae Whitman is a hot bitch. She Everybody is. can get out right now. Yeah. Get well, out. And it'd be funny <laughs> to see her have some snappy repartee with uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, fucking I mean, yeah, it would. Some deadpan, yeah. sarcastic virus nonsense. Whatever. Anyway. I mean, um, I'll probably see it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you're not going to... Well, one, you're not going to go midnight. I'm not going to go midnight. You're going to go weeks later at the mor- in the morning. I'm going to probably try not to pay for it. Well, there you go. If you go. hear what I'm saying. I see. <laughs> She's winking at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, or, like, I'll wait for it to come out on yeah, DVD. Right. Yeah, No, I'm with you. But, so but for, I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. Regardless of if it's hated or beloved. Right. Uh, but Ghostbusters... The other way. People were fucking furious. Well, it's sort of interesting, too. I want to point out um, that you, you that you say this because if you remember this moment when you and I went to go see uh, that movie with Aaron and Annalisa, uh-huh. and there was a Ghostbusters trailer before this other movie that we went to go see, and the two of them, who are lesbians, the trailer for this movie came on, and they, like, flipped the fuck out. Like, they are in a positive, in a positive way. Right. They are, like, stoked out of their minds. So it's also funny that you say this thing about, like, everybody immediately was like, I hate this. Because in another version of the world in which I live, yeah. everybody, when this was announced, was stoked out of their fucking minds. So sort of depends where you live, I guess. And now I'm very aware that the other world exists. But in that first moment, there was, like, a brief moment of my life where I knew it was coming, the hate. Sure. But uh, now, I hadn't heard it yet. Did those women, were they aware that this movie was even in existence before they saw that trailer? Yeah, yeah, okay. they cool. both were. Yeah, They were um, just like both openly excited right, right, to see right. this trailer because they're both very excited for this film. That's fair. And that was the bad trailer, I think. That was the bad trailer. Yeah, yeah you and I were both sitting, they were like freaking out and yeah. you and I were just like, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was the thing, too. So we saw that trailer, and we both said, this looks fine. This looks fine. Like, just I fine. still sort of feel that way, to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't mean, feel that much. much there but been, I'm not a big Ghostbusters fan, right. so. Right. I'm the bigger one. There's no and reason there have for been me to better be trailers as of late. Right. Um, well, and, like, the thing about 
the thing that's shitty about it all is that it's tough because what you and I are into as hobbies are geek and nerd things. Yeah. Video games, comic books, movies, regular books of all types of genres, you know, whatever. Superhero stuff. Yeah, it just it just it's a lot 90s of nineties cartoons. <laughs> but those those people are assholes that like Who? that stuff. Oh. Generally. Whoa. It's it's a fact. You think you think geeks are assholes? So, oh yeah! Wow, yeah. you're gonna say that on a geek podcast right now? You hit it here like a thousandth time. <laughs> geeks are assholes. Well, I, this there's this really weird thing where I think people who are into this niche f- thing feel persecuted, like in a way that real people are actually persecuted. <laughs> but, they, <laughs> but they feel this way because no one accepts their hobbies as a real thing. Sure. Right. So there these were, and we're talking about older people because geek culture now is popular super popular so yeah, everybody needs to grow up now because yeah. now you're the cool kids right but so, i get it you and i were both not the cool kids when we were kids right but we are young enough to be part of it as it's cool yep like we don't feel that like shame right totally right? that's very true um but but like i remember feeling that shame when i was eight right yeah yeah and having people make fun of me or tease me because right. of it when i was eight well and that's the thing is because there's a group of older geeks and nerds that you know, really, really liked Superman. And they were sitting on, you know, on the playground at recess reading a Superman comic book instead. And people looked down on them for it. Like now, in 1970. That's yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. You're talking about. Okay. I mean, and there are people our age. But for whatever reason, that mentality carried on. Yeah. You know, because up until 1999, I think geeky stuff was still kind of niche yeah i agree i think uh probably the first spider-man of yeah. that of the toby Maguire trilogy is sort of the beginning of when superhero stuff anyway yeah. at least became cool and with it followed a bunch of other stuff yeah i mean you already had like the michael keaton batman but that was like very specific and that was very like yeah i don't know that that was cool beat. right yeah like people liked it people liked it but i don't think it was yeah. what it is today and I, think, I, I think spider-man sort of marks that yeah spider-man one and x-men one we're like 2000, 2001. Yeah. 2001, That sounds right. Yeah. Um, so, and 1999 was when episode one of Star Wars came out. So yeah, there's like a three point. year area where like everybody was geeking out. Right. Um, so it started being cool back then and now we're 16 years removed from that. Yeah. So we're in the middle of a society where like your CEO can be wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt underneath his suit jacket or her suit yeah, jacket Yeah, and he probably is, right. And it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, so the re- so I don't understand why nerds feel as um, persecuted as they act. Well, it's interesting, too, because let me ask you this. Um, do you feel like... Because let me just say how I feel. I sort of feel like... Some days I'm really excited that all this stuff that I like has become super popular because it's making it get made and it's making it get made in high quality with lots of money behind it and that sort of thing. Right. Um, But there's another part of me that misses how it was when I was a kid or how Mm. I felt that it was when I was a kid where like I was the only one who really liked this thing and I really enjoyed when I met other people who were into this thing because it wasn't a common occurrence. Well, you know? what you're saying is how these Ghostbusters people feel. Yeah. Is that before everything was huge, these different forms of media were able to be put out in a pretty pure form. Hmm. You know, you want to have a ridiculous storyline where 
Captain America gets assassinated and time travels or whatever, you could. But now, everything has to be so closely tied to the movies in somewhat that uh, those storylines that were really interesting when we were younger kind of get watered down. Sure. Legend of Zelda is a great example of it because a lot of people consider uh, more current Legend of Zelda games to be easier. Yeah. Which is probably to make it more mainstream accessible. Well, Zelda's a little bit different, I think. I think that's partially true, but I think also um, Nintendo was always like a family-friendly gaming company for sure from from its inception. Mm. But adults used to play Nintendo when there weren't other things to play. And as time moved forward... Nintendo definitely became the company that was making games for kids, mm. whereas PlayStation and, um, Xbox. and Xbox took over the older demographic. Right. So I think part of the reason that Zelda got easier is because Nintendo's, the demographic they were trying to hit actually got younger. Right. So I think that's part of that. Part of that. So let's, but you were, let's not compare movies to video games. No, but, <laughs> but, but, but older Zelda fans were upset about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it bugs me every day. Yeah. Yeah, every and, day of my life, listeners. But that's why I think it's still similar, though. That's true. Because it's all about accessibility, if we're talking about population or age. Yeah, no, that's true. It's a, it's a good point. And As think, a longtime Zelda fan, I wish the games were a little more challenging right. these days. And because of that, that's, I think, what's, what's happening with Ghostbusters, is that, you know, people, these, these Ghostbusters movies are considered, like, super classic, you know, like whatever movies and now they are being remade with like an agenda quote unquote right right (laughs) well yeah that just makes it worse right? which is the problem yeah it's because these people feel like do it how it was and now that there's changes they don't like the changes so they have to put a label on the changes and they're saying this agenda thing Right. right um i was speaking with someone before in a different forum, and they were saying that they felt bad for the women of the movie because they were being forced to play oh, yeah. Ghostbusters. Right. But, like, that's not right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> to expand on upon this, since I was a part of this conversation, um, the point they were making was they wish these women, because they think these women are very funny and very talented, they wish that they could have a chance to carry their own films based on their own thing and wouldn't have to like hone in on Ghostbusters, which is really just a, the masking of a fanboy being like, I don't want my Ghostbusters to be like this, right. <laughs> which is really ultimately what the point is there, which is a bad point. But yeah, I mean, we talked about this, but the thing about that, of course, is like, that would be fucking great. I would love, absolutely love for Kate McKinnon to have her own movie that she starred in as the lead that had nothing to do with anything that Kate McKinnon wrote her fucking self. And right. it was hilarious as all get out and like, or, or you know, whatever. It's not going to happen. Right. Nobody's going to buy that. Right. I wish they would. I, I'm totally behind that and I support that, but nobody's going to buy that. But you know what they will buy? Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And you know why they'll buy it? Because of Jurassic World or right. because of all these other remakes who have that have been very successful as right. of late, right. these reboots. So the only way you're going to get those women into a movie where they can carry the thing is if you put it in a package right. that studios are going to buy. Yeah. I mean, Kim McKinnon and Leslie Jones have not been in any large-scale feature films that I'm aware of. Right. I'm pretty sure this is, like, their fucking thing. Pretty much. I mean, again, they were very popular on Saturday Night Live, but not everybody watches Saturday Night Live. Right. Um, Kristen Wiig, 
she does pretty fine. exclusively though in Paul Feig movies. I mean, I saw that movie she was in. Was it called like The Other the, Girl the, or? The, oh yeah, she was in that, but she was also in The Skeleton oh. Twins. Oh yeah, I loved that yeah, movie. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was no. A good she does movie. some stuff. She does. A little, she kind of airs more on the side of like indie stuff nowadays. She was in yeah. Secret Life of Walter. What was it? it? Was called like the Lucky Girl. The something. Lucky ones. The girl. The luckiest girl. The gr- please look it up. My cousin okay. was in it, so I saw it. Uh, keep, keep talking, man. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to keep talking while he looks that up. But anyway, yeah, I think that's the point there. But I think what actually we should go uh, a step back to talk about uh, is remakes and reboots in general and how we feel about the fact that this is what's happening in our culture. Because a lot of people, too, are just complaining that they are sick of remakes and this is almost like a final straw to them, right? Like they've already gotten 10 remakes, here's the 11th, and they just can't take it anymore. Right. Um, so I think, I think it's worth talking about what we think about this sort of reboot, remake culture that we, we live in right now in terms of blockbuster film. Sorry, this list is all stupid. I got it. It was called The Girl Most Likely, or The Girl Least Likely. It was one of those two oh things. Oh my god, you weren't even close. I then. wasn't even close. Yeah, I mean, it she, just came to my mind though, guys. I mean, she was in The Martian. Oh, yeah, good point. Annie, what's her Okay, face? so she's yeah. doing pretty good. She's doing pretty well, that's good. the thing. I think Kristen Wiig's right. fine. Yeah, I yeah. think she's at a place where she can pick what she wants to do. Most of McCarthy is, too. And most of McCarthy does really great. And she yeah. does these really big mainstream comedy movies yeah, with Paul huge. Feig. And not uh, just Paul Feig, though, because he didn't make that movie. With, she just did it with Kristen Bell, The Boss. Oh, no? No. That seemed like a him movie. It's not him. Okay. Look it up. I'll look it up while okay. you talk about what you think about remakes. Um, you know, it's... So... And, and she just told me not to do it, but I'm going to kind of compare it to video games or whatever. But it's really hard because there's sometimes there's just a franchise that you like. And you feel like there's little things that could have been done better. So a, a sequel or a remake or a reboot is an opportunity to do that. To bring whatever it is that you used to like back in the day to a present day thing. So, um, that's that, I mean, that's why I feel so positively about the Ghostbusters. Is because we've been so far away from it that it seems like a good opportunity for new a new generation to watch it while still keeping in line with the theme of what's important about the ghostbusters on the flip side that's exactly why michael bay's teenage mutant Ninja turtles exists is because it never really went away and the things that are special about the original Ninja turtle movies to us is not what's being captured in the new ones you know what i'm saying yep totally i mean the jim henson puppetry of that watching a physical dude in a turtle suit fighting ninjas was like really cool right? <laughs> <coughs> was it was just, not cool guys. it was so fucking cool i i am exclusively a fan of the original cartoon well and that's fine too but that cartoon also <laughs> has a different uh a different no totally it's really different from like the nickelodeon thing that's happened it, that's true and the nickelodeon thing seems fine to me too but the michael bay thing i have right. a problem with but what we've established and why we don't go on the internet bashing teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 Sure. Is that it's not for us. Not for it's me. It's actually for 12-year-olds. Yep. <laughs> and while we don't want Michael Bay to be producing content for 12-year-olds... Yeah, I have a problem with that. Um, that's still not a movie marketed at us. So obviously if we go in, we're going to watch it. We're not going to be the right... I mean, and that being said, it's obvious to say this is a bad movie or a good movie, regardless sure. of who it's for. Sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's important. This Ghostbusters movie is aimed at the people who did like the first Ghostbusters Yeah, well, that's interesting, too, because, like, uh, it's interesting that you think that, 
Um, and it, well, and it might Oof. be, and it might be true. Scathing accusations. But I'm just gonna say, like, I think part of the thing about the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that you and I feel okay about it. The reason we're not raging on the internet, other than the fact that we're not fucking assholes, mm. is that um, we're willing to share. We still have our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we still love those turtles. That's right. And the boxers I wear that have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on it they're are drawn the 90s cartoon. like the original they're... '90s cartoon. And I'm not gonna buy the boxers that have the Michael Bay ones, and yeah. I'm not gonna buy little. Donatello figurines who from the Michael Bay one or from the Car- new Nickelodeon cartoon, show because right. it's not something I'm a fan of. I'm a, right. I'm a fan of the original show and it still exists. Yeah. Um, so, so it's okay that it's being marketed at somebody else and that's why we feel okay about it. Yeah. So what you're positing here about the Ghostbusters is that they're actually trying to get the same audience back into the theater mm-hmm. um, and please those people. And I wonder if that's going to prove to be true or not. Right. Because just... in a way, I think that's not at all what Paul Feig is intending to do. But he must be to an extent because it's such a nod to the original film. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people said that one scene that's in the trailer where uh, Kristen Wiig's character gets puked on is like super reminiscent of a scene that happened in the first. It's pretty verbatim, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. Um, again, the Saturday Night Live players being part of the cast, like it just seems sure. like it's there's too many obvious coincidences for it to be. I mean, because there's a lot of comedic actors sure. that aren't part of Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. Look at Kate Hudson. <laughs> She's hilarious. <laughs> Funniest woman alive. Uh, but, uh, Sorry, this is a running joke in our household, guys, that Kate Hudson is hilarious. It's true. She really is. It's because we don't think that she is. But but you see what I'm saying, though. Anybody could have been in this movie, but they went with these Saturday Night Live. No, you alum. make a good point. That's very uh, true. And, yeah, I mean, you know, they use the same music, which isn't necessarily iconic nowadays. Uh, it's pretty iconic. Yeah, I mean, does Wyatt, uh, your nephew, know it? Uh, probably not. You're yeah. probably right. yeah. So, but I mean, he's never heard of Ghostbusters at all. And this movie is certainly not for him. I think it's no. aged up too too much for him. He's I mean, I, I think we're seven. looking at like a PG-13 yeah. kind of audience, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, but I think it's going to hit like a DreamWorks demographic in that if you've ever watched a Shrek or Ants or something, they have like risque humor yeah. that gets cut off or is like... Yeah, but those movies are still PG. So this is still a step up, I think, from that. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think I would take my niece or nephew. Well, I think they'd be afraid, to be yeah. honest. Because there's a bit in the first Shrek, right, where uh, Shrek and Donkey are walking up to Lord Farquaad's castle. Yeah, and it's huge. Right, and Shrek says, "Excuse me, I was must burnt. be compensating." And that's that's a penis joke. Yes, a penis. Joke it is that, a penis joke yeah. in a PG movie, though. It's still a PG movie. Are you sure it's? P- I, th- I swear it's PG thirteen. I am one thousand and ten percent positive that that movie was rated PG. Also, while he's looking up what Shrek was rated, let me tell you, listeners, that Paul Feig did not do the boss. Some guy named Ben Falcone directed and produced that film. Just credit where credit is due, everybody. PG shit. I fucking told you, dude. Yeah, I'm but a- the MPAA doesn't know what's going on. Super no, consistent. They don't got to. I'm just saying, all those happen. movies were aimed at older children. Older children. And there were jokes there for parents to get or right. whatever. Right. Okay. Which is different than a PG-13 film. Sure. And I, so I do think they're different. But you, we think Ghostbusters is going to be like more of a PG-13. I mean, we're I, talking I about do. dead people. I do. Well, because uh, again, I think my niece and nephew would be scared. My yeah. my niece said she was scared to go see the new Jungle Book movie. Hmm. Um. And I think she probably would have been. Right. <laughs> we right. were scared That's true. <laughs> in, yeah. in the Jungle Book movie. Yeah. Shere Khan was scary, guys. Like, what an asshole. <laughs> God, what a fuck that guy was. Anyway. Um, so, I mean, there's there's a lot of problems with how people reacted to this movie. There's a lot of problems with how people react to anything before something comes out anyways. Right? 
if people get up in arms about the announcement of something possibly existing in a couple of years and they get all pissed about it, right. that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so this is why I say geeks and nerds can be assholes. I just like, I usually put myself on like the good side here. Like I'm willing to share my fandoms and all this stuff, even though at the beginning of this episode specifically, I noted that I sometimes yearn for the days when I was the only one. Um, but I will also say of another time that I was a serious asshole, internet asshole, and I didn't do anything mean on the internet. So again, there's like a level here. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I was really pissed when there was talk in, I think it was 2009 or 2010 when the Kazooies, who owned the rights to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, said that they were going to reboot Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. And I was pissed as fuck, because Joss wasn't going to be involved. The Kazooies were going to do it themselves, um, who are two brothers who own right. whatever, the rights. And, uh, yeah, I was really angry. And it was and it was at that moment, we might do this thing in three years, you right. know? Right. And as we can all see, it's now 2016. Six years later, it hasn't happened yet. Right. I don't think anybody's talking about it anymore. Um so I shouldn't have been up in arms in that moment. Yeah. Shouldn't have freaked out. But I did. And I apologize right now publicly to the world. Yeah. Well, because the problem with that reaction is that you still have seven, eight seasons. Eight, seven? Seven. Seven, seven seasons of... Seven seasons of Buffy that you could watch whenever you want to watch. And honestly, the problem with that reaction besides is the original Buffy film also exists and I don't like it. Right. And I love and Christy to- Swanson. And I'm totally fine and with the fact that Luke that Perry. movie exists. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so I should be totally fine if something else exists. And I bet you there's a weird freaking group of people who love that movie. There probably and is. And never watched any of the show. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, I buy that. Yeah, like, Fuck the show. show. Yeah. The show is very different. So it's, yeah. it's uh, very possible that somebody loved that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's true. Um but let's talk a little bit, again, about, like, just remakes and reboot culture. Like, are you just fucking sick of it? Like, are you sick that we don't have new content anymore? Well, so... <laughs> or less new content, presumably, than we used to have? You and I have this problem of being, like, overly analytical about things. Because mm. um, it's, like, easy sometimes just to have a knee-jerk reaction. Sure. Right? But we don't. So, it makes sense why this exists. Because it's what studios who spend a butt-ton of money have a closer to guarantee of making more money back. You know Ghostbusters did well before. Ghostbusters will probably do better than whatever weird independent other movie that someone's trying to pitch, right? So I get it, and that's yeah. why. As a community of moviegoers, we have to make that decision to not go see reboots and remakes so that they stop making money so that people are forced to make new movies, but we're not going to do that. No, right. So there's that. On the other hand, I want original content for sure, um, and there have been new outlets for that. Netflix is really good at doing things that haven't been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jupiter Ascending. Sure. I didn't see it. I didn't either. I wanted it to be great. Yeah, me too. Don't think it was. I don't think it probably was either. <laughs> um, you know, but the Wachowskis are trying. Yep. Or they try when they can. Um, but then it fails. So They did Sense8 too, right? That's they did them? do Sense8. And Sense8 was on Netflix. fucking fantastic. And Sense8's really good. New content, guys. Yeah, so I feel like the further along we get, the harder it's going to be to find original stuff in theaters. Um, but we'll find it elsewhere. Hulu, yeah. Amazon, Netflix, whatever is exclusive. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Um, and that's unfortunate, too, because you and I are fans of the theater experience. We do like to go to the movies. But here's the thing I have to say. Jungle Book was great, though. Jungle Book was right? great. And Wait, that's like, okay. I want to talk about that, but I want to say one other thing first. Okay. I think some of this, like, 
there's no new content any, anymore. Everything is shit, blah, 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 blah. I think, like all things, like there's room for everything. And we're at a point now, and every year we just get more and more to this point, all the way back since 1950, where there was just more shit available. Right. So if in 1950 there were three channels, and then, you know, in 1980 there were ten. Right. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? We've gotten to this point where there's like, it seems almost infinite. Right. And... um so I think there's space for these remakes to happen because I think I think it's bullshit to say there's no original content happening anymore. Right. And I mean, it depends a little bit on how original you want to talk original. Like, is Captain America Civil War original content? Right. It's a movie that's never been seen before, but theoretically it's based on a comic book. So is that a problem? Is that not original then? Right. Like, um, was The Martian original? Was, was The Martian based? original? It was right. based on a book, you know? But to me, that, that all seems like original content. It's not a reboot or a remake specifically. Right. Um, and so that's original. You know? Right. Um, so I don't think we're... And, and like you said, because of all these other outlets... And there's a lot of stuff that's really popular that's original content on these things. We watch Orphan Black. People love Orange is the New Black. Like, yep. there, there's tons of... People like Orange Soda? <laughs> there is tons of stuff for people to watch. And I think more than ever... And this is probably perhaps why people are getting so entitled. But more than ever, there is whatever... Whatever J-Ray wants to see, specifically... J-Ray can see. Yep. Like, it exists somewhere. Somebody made it. And yep. it might not have been huge budget, and it might not have been all these things, but, like, it exists now in right. a way that it didn't before, which I think is why people are starting to feel entitled, because they feel like they should have the thing that Amanda wants to see. Right. And I, I don't want to even say I don't feel this way sometimes, you know? We all get there, but... Uh, right. Yeah. Th- that's where I'm at. I'm, am I sick of these reboots and remakes? A little bit. But also, I could just not go see them. I mean, I'm like looking, I don't feel that worried about it. Sure. I mean, I'm looking at a list here of movies that are coming out in 2016. Okay. So, I'm just going to skip around. Okay. Hateful Eight original. That came out in 2015. They talking about 15? 16. We came saw out that January 2016. Did it? Yeah. I thought we went in December. Um, I liked the Hateful Eight. I thought it was great. Oh, you know what? It might have had a wide release. Oh. And we saw it. Yeah, I think we saw a limited run of it in December. Anyway, Um, sure. We'll count it. The Revenant. That was new content. Hated it. (laughs) This Dirty Grandpa flick with uh, Aubrey Plaza and De Niro. Um, Yeah. Hail Caesar. Oh, yeah. By the Coen brothers. Yeah. Um, Deadpool came out this year. Yeah. How to Be Single. It's original. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Um... Let's no judgment. See. Uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, which was based off a book. Yep. Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, we fucking loved that movie. Yeah, that was really great. Um, and theoretically original content. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I do a couple podcasts. I'm very popular. Um, but so I said on the other podcast that 10 Cloverfield Lane was originally released as a movie called The Cellar. Right. An independent movie. Uh, Bad Robot picked it up. Well, it wasn't with, released. It was like originally made, right? It never got a release. Well, I think it did, like film like festival it, circuits. Oh, really? I think so. That's yeah. fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then Bad Robot picked it up, right? And then they did some reshoots to make it fit into J.J. Abrams' weird fucking universes, right? Uh, which we didn't like, dislike. We didn't dislike those. The I also that didn't were need them at all. Right. Um, well, it was good if I it had ended in, at a certain point. I think that movie, as the seller, probably would have been a great film, equally yeah, great. I agree. But if anything, I think the Cloverfield attachment might have made it a little worse. But I will say we went because of the Cloverfield. We attachment. did. Well, I was going to say I wouldn't have seen it without that Cloverfield. Right. We're Cloverfield until fans. someone told me it was good. Right. Right. Um, Keanu. 
Key and Peele's. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy for them. I didn't see it, but I will. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there are a lot of original movies coming out. Right. That's what we're I'm just saying. talking the about. Are they good? The remakes are only remakes. Right. But, yeah, if you but want I just to talk think everybody puts good. out bad shit. Yeah, everybody puts yeah. out bad shit. They spend a butt ton of money, they're way off the mark, and then they yeah. release bad stuff. Yeah, and let's talk about The Jungle Book now that yeah. we're here, because we both really enjoyed The Jungle Book. And we came in not thinking we were going to enjoy it. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, I'm a huge Jungle Book fan. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid, so I was excited to go see this movie, as opposed to angry that somebody ruined my shit. Right. That said, there'd also been another... There was a live-action Jungle Book movie that came out in the 90s. Yeah, that, that was al- like a sequel. It already ruined my shit. Also, there was a Jungle Book 2 cartoon, which also already ruined my shit. So, like, my shit was already ruined. Right. Except that it wasn't, because my shit's still great. Anyway, whatever. The reason we liked the new Jungle Book that just came out is because it felt in line, despite its differences, and some of the storytelling differences were very different... Um, it felt in line with the original Jungle Book in mm-hmm. terms of its vibe and its feel. Right. It felt like an updated version, an updated live-action version of a thing that existed. Like, I feel like us seeing the Jungle Book when we were kids and then watching the remade live-action Jungle Book this year was a great experience. Yeah. And I would implore most people to watch the original and then wait years to watch the remake. <laughs> sure. Because otherwise, what was really special about that, the John Favreau one, to us, was our connection to the old one and how we were actually... Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about essence, right? We're talking right. about things that are way off the mark. And it did what we, what we pieced together from the cartoon way back when in a live-action format that, like, translated to us as adults. Yep. And rightfully so, I do think children would be scared at the live-action one because those animals are kind of fucking terrifying. Yeah, they do. Um, and that being said, obviously you can watch it. The Jungle Book story is not a complicated story. Sure. So you could watch the live-action one anyways. But if you have a strong attachment to the cartoon, I think it is a more rich experience. Well, yeah, it, totally. But I, it's interesting you say that too because I think it was also just a good movie. If you hadn't had any experience with The Jungle Book at all and you went to go see that, I think it was still a good movie. Mm. And I think what you're saying is right. The experience was enhanced for fans who knew the sort of inside jokes. Not that they were jokes. They were just um, sort of references, internal references. Like the nods or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, You know, Blue and Mowgli singing The Bare Necessities and in the way that they did. And King Louie singing I Want to Be Like You. Right, in the way that he did. In the way that he did, right? Right. In in a way that fit with this new movie and had everything to do with this new movie, but was just a nod for the people who cared about the old one. Right. Totally. Yep. Um, And uh, that said, too, Ka also um, has that, like, Trust in Me song in the original movie. And Scarlett Johansson didn't sing at all, right? No, she did not. But But she she did say Trust in Me. Right, right, yeah, a bunch. So it was all still there. It was a sort of, like, you know, those... Well, because like integrated I, references. Because I'm curious what people would walk away from that movie, not having seen the cartoon, feel about certain things. Sure. Like, would they say, "Well, why were they just floating down a river singing this song?" Maybe. Because, but we get it. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. But it was still a great movie, and I think so. honestly, it did really well. So a lot of people feel this way. We're not just blowing smoke out right. of our butts. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's already going to be a Jungle Book too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that's what I hope for with Ghostbusters too, because I think you and I will get different ex- different experiences out of it when we go to that theater, because you are a fan, and I'm not, and I hope that I have a good experience, and you have an experience that is enhanced by the fact that you are a fan. Right. 
So, and I mean, hopefully it doesn't hinder you. Hopefully you're not like, oh, this was better in the first movie. Well, and it's, it, I will say it's a little tough because I'm pulling for this movie more now because so many people are being such assholes. It. Yeah. I just want to like it. Yeah. So I also hope that doesn't ruin my experience. That, yeah. Like I'm like sitting there like, I want to like it, you know, and I'm like, well, really let's talk about Jimmy Kimmel for a second. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so earlier this week, um, if if you guys didn't see it, Jimmy Kimmel brought on all of the original. No, Bill well, Murray, Bill Dan Murray, Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I forget her er- name. Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson, Hudson, Hudson and Annie Potts. Yeah. Um, and the four new ladies who are going to be in the Ghostbusters. And Bill Murray, asshole that he fucking is, did a kind of wonderful thing that I really loved him for. Uh, where he said when he went to go see this movie, he was really nervous. And he said in like the first 20 minutes, he was sitting there like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, are they going to pull it off? I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it. And like, he was sort of like, he didn't know. And then he said by the end of it, he was standing in his seat cheering and thinks they did it totally right. Totally the way it needed to be done. And it seemed like Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson and Annie Potts all agreed um, that that was the case. But But I appreciated that he whether intentionally or not, probably not intentionally, because I think he's just an asshole, sort of speaking to these theoretical fanboys, like, just give this thing a chance. Right. Um, which I think which I think is fair. At the right. end of the day, I mean, or don't go see it, and that's fine. But if you like Ghostbusters, and you want more Ghostbusters content in your universe... That's exactly right. Then, then give it a chance. It. Yeah. If you, if you like Ghostbusters how it is, and you don't want more Ghostbusters content in your universe, then just ignore it. Because this thing's happening. I've never seen the Star Wars 1 through 3. I've only seen 4 through 6, and now I've seen 7. Right, she's never seen the prequel trilogy. I'm never going to watch the prequel she's trilogy. She's going to watch the prequel trilogy. <laughs> I have no... But, like, I have but no... she doesn't want to. I have no desire to, and that's fine. I'm going to make her. And they, <laughs> But the point is, stop undermining my point, J-Ray, that they can exist. And that's fine. And I don't have to acknowledge them. Right. I mean, I should acknowledge that they exist, but I don't have to... I don't have to have to care. They can just exist, and if people enjoy them and want to watch them, they can go do that, and I'll pass. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not angry at those people for liking this thing. That's fucking stupid. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> I will say, the only problem with what you're saying, though, is that they're all connected in a way. Like, they are the same story. As opposed to this being, like, this just has the same name. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. So that, well, if if that's true, which I still think it's fine that I don't want to watch the originals... But that means it's only even more fine that you don't go see this Ghostbusters movie if you right, don't no, want more exactly content. Right. Yeah, you know, like right. this is this literally has nothing it's to like do with your, you. Right, because like if you say you don't like, you know, Attack of the Clones episode two. Sure. The story in that movie though is part of the universe that you say you like. Right. As opposed to if you don't want to watch the new Jungle Book. Sure. That's fine because you have the old Jungle Book if that's what you like. Yeah. So. But, yeah, either way, if you want to watch this movie, go watch this movie. If you don't want to watch this movie, then don't go watch this movie. Right. But don't go shitting on people, on the people who made the movie, the people who want to go watch the movie. Um, yeah, just don't be a big asshole about it. Yeah. But we're going to talk about assholes all the time. Yeah, we probably are. Because we love this community, <laughs> and it's full of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. Just don't go see it if you don't want to go see it, and that's fine. And just let it be. But it it's hard because there is an amount of, like, like I said earlier, 
there's a way to give criticism constructively. Maybe there should be more brown people in this movie. Right. There's a way to constructively suggest that to Paul Feig. And then there's a way for you to just be like, I don't want women Ghostbusters. Right. Okay. Then, like, then don't watch it and you won't have any women Ghostbusters and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, because we're, it's just we're, different. Because we're also saying that it's not ruining your franchise, for one. But realistically, it, it takes nothing away from you that it exists. Right. Girl, Ghostbusters can exist. And it's not like it took up money for another movie that you were excited for. It's not like it's taken up space in the theater that you were expecting something else to be there at. And it's not taking up space on your DVD shelf when you don't buy it. Right. That's how I feel about the Star Wars prequels, which is why I bring them up. It's just a total non-issue. They exist, and it's a non-issue for me. I haven't seen them, and it is a non-issue. The only time it's an issue is when J-Ray yells at me for having not seen them. And I don't yell at her, guys. He he yells at me. I don't. Every day. Every second of every day. Well, listen, Go see these movies. (laughs) I've made her watch all the good parts anyways, which is all the lightsaber That's true, too. So she's fine. She's all up to date. She knows what's (laughs) going on. Um, Yeah, but that's about it. Let's wrap it up. Um, any, any closing thoughts? That's it. Just don't be an asshole and just don't watch it or do watch it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, we didn't really say anything about where how some of this hate has got to be coming from a, <clears throat> consciously or not, misogynist place. Yeah. Uh, which I do think is worth mentioning. Yeah. I mean, do you want to touch on it? Yeah, I mean, I just urge everybody to check their privilege at the door. We all walk around this world with a certain amount of privilege. I am white. Mm-hmm. Makes me privileged. Yeah. Jay Ray is not white. But I'm a male. Makes him unprivileged. But yeah. he is a dude. That makes him privileged. And it's just good to be aware of these things about ourselves. Yeah. When we walk into a room to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because a lot of misogynists don't know that they are being misogynistic. Right. And there are very few, I hope, and I, I believe, there <laughs> right. are very few men out there who, who just choose to be choose to knowingly, actively, right. knowingly hate women. Right. I think most people subtly hate women in ways that they don't even recognize that they're doing. Right. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying that if you don't like the new Ghostbusters movie, that makes you a misogynist. It certainly doesn't. But I think if you don't like the new Ghostbusters movie, you do need to ask yourself the reasons why. Right. And you might... And some people might discover that the reasons why are just because they didn't want to see women in this movie for whatever reason. And if that's your reason, You're then that well, it's a misogynistic reason. Yeah, it's and it's you know it's not right and it's not fair. There's space in this world for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, just want to comment on that for these these fanboys. But it, it, it's hard. It's hard to parse. But I but I will say it is kind of telling to me anyway, that we're getting this much hate about Ghostbusters uh, and we didn't get the same sort of hate or backlash for Jurassic World or for the new Independence Day. Um, I don't know what else. Um, no, I mean, those, those are huge ones, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are yeah, those are huge blockbuster hits that are being remade that people really think fondly of back in the day. Right. So you feel like this would hit the same mark. But yeah. the distinct difference is the casting. Right. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's it is weird, and obviously you ha- you can't deny that there's a trend, right? Yeah, and that's fucked up, right? And again, if you're a person who is mad about just as mad about Jurassic World as you are about Ghostbusters, you're probably fine, right? Right. <laughs> but if you were not at all mad about Jurassic World and you suddenly find yourself really angry about Ghostbusters, you might just want to ask yourself why. Boom. Boom. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Dangerous to Go Alone. 
Uh, Amanda, where can they find you on the internet? Really, just probably your Twitter, if you want them to hit you up on Twitter. Yeah, you can hit me up at Twitter, on Twitter, at Twitter. <laughs> you, can, you can hit me up on Twitter at, at Amanda Lenti. That's me. That's you. And you can find me at J-A-Y underscore R-E-Y, J-R-A. Um, we're good. We just got our names. We don't got any of that fan. You know, I'm not like Dick Twitter 69. <laughs> No, Adam, Adam Analenti, that's where I'm at. Yeah, but let us know what you think. Um, if you got comments or suggestions about this week's episode, if you've got talking points for next week's episode, um, like us on iTunes, share with your friends, and that's it. We'll see you next time. Subscribe. We're going to have an episode every week. Yeah, every every Wednesday is what we're aiming for. As, we, as the episodes come out, we'll know better, but look for us next Wednesday. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Check Bye. you later, guys.